Hi everyone, this is Kelsey and you're listening to Valiantly Spoken. Today I'm talking with Kathleen and Patty McNally from Class of 81 about their work as artists in the professional world. Kathleen, why don't you go first and give us the 101 of what you've been up to since high school? Yeah, so in at St. Mary's, um, we had two really awesome art teachers when we were there, Mrs. Darby and Mrs. Uh, Miss Justina, um, and they were super influential on me for sure because I was interested in apparel design and kind of made it up myself and was into fashion illustration, all that. And Mrs. Darby was really into costumes and all of that. So they they were both just, ugh, they were just awesome teachers. And then I went to Oregon State and uh, got a apparel design degree there. And then, you know, typical Portland, Oregon fashion, went to work at Nike. Um, I was at Nike for 11 years and learned everything there. It was just it was an awesome time. It was way, way back in the day when it was a small company. Um, but I learned a lot and then um, kind of ran the course there, wanted to spread my wings, went to New York and worked for J. Crew. That was a really not great company to work for, but New York was killer. Um, and I learned a lot there that I would never have learned inside Nike in terms of you no know, fashion world and all of that. Um, and then moved back to Portland um, and started at Lucy Activewear um, right when it first started and started um, the private label line at Lucy and spent at Lucy. And that was a crazy roller coaster of an experience to work at a startup that was perpetually a startup um, and, and to be able to take something from scratch and turn it into the bulk of the business. That was super cool. Um, and that's when Patty and I started working together, um, in terms of a lot as artists together. Um, and then from Lucy, I went to Columbia Sportswear. That was another really fun, strange gig, um, and had 50 people reporting to me and heading up all of design there. Um, and then Patty also dabbled a little bit at Columbia Sportswear, um, and, um, kind of in the midst of all of that, you know, uh, married my long, 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 long time boyfriend after we turned 40, finally decided we should probably get married. Um, so, you know, that life happened at the same time as career. And then um, after Columbia Sportswear, I did a little bit of kind of consulting freelance stuff. And one of the projects was Saks Underwear. Um, and Never thought I'd work as a creative director at a men's underwear company, but I think it's the best job I've ever had in my life. Um, and it's a blast. It's out of Canada. So we have our product team in Portland because that's where all the talent is and that's where we live. Um, and yeah, it's just been a blast. It's very much driven. I mean, it's like a functional kind of design mindset. Um, but we do a ton of color and print and pattern. So it's super playful and fun and funny and good sense of humor. Um, yeah. So that's what I do. I head up a small team there and then Patty just joined as part of our team. So that's kind of the career path that I've done. Yeah. So what about you, Patty? Left St. Mary's, finished at Beaverton. And then after Beaverton, 
went off to U of O, studied art and design there, and then went there for quite a while, then moved to New York for a while, then moved back and went back to school for a while. Then I got a job at Nike, so I quit school and just started my career. And uh, did graphic design there, apparel graphics, so t-shirts and printed fabrics and that sort of thing. Left there, did a little, pretend I do, know what I'm doing freelancing for about two years, and then thought, you know, I, I have to get a real job. This isn't working out. This was just the very beginning of the internet, and it wasn't the way it is now, where you can work for somebody across the country, no problem, you know. And so I ended up getting a job with a uh, local giftware and stationery company. So I painted watercolors for 10 years. And, uh, and, and then all the, all the product design part that goes with producing all the stuff. And it was, it was great. I became, I mean, I, I was pretty good at watercolors, but after 10 years of doing it, not every single day, but practically, I became really, really good at it. And after 10 years, the company was small, but nuts, absolutely nuts. And I, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and I quit. And then they got me, they lured me back in. And then I finally quit for real and got married. I waited till I was 44 years old to get married. <laughs> and then um, been freelance for about 14 years. And the last couple of years doing a ton with Saks and then this job opportunity came up and I grabbed it and it's, it's really, it's really fun and I'm really good at it. So it makes it really enjoyable. And my boss is pretty nice. Yeah. She's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wow. So I, were your, I mean, were your parents like super into you being raised with art? Like it's amazing that you both became artists. Yeah. Our whole family has a, we've got five kids in our family and all of us are artistic. My dad is really artistic. Um, he's like the Renaissance man after he retired and, you know, he's a watercolor, watercolorist and he's really good. And he's a nature photographer and he's doing bonsai for a while and making bird houses for like, he's got something going on all the time. Um, but my dad's really artistic. And then my mom was really good. Um, seamstress as well as my grandma. My grandma was just like yeah. of her time. She was the jam. She, um, was, she was so creative and yeah. and really like so into reduce, reuse, recycle. Since I can remember, you yeah. know, and and just she making was, making stuffed animals and dolls and stuff in her own patterns or copying people's patterns but putting her own twist on it and everything was sort of ragtag and silly and yeah she was just really cool I channeled her all the time yeah we channel grandma a lot but so we kind of had this and at least for me because of the fashion thing so I had this skill set of being a really good seamstress because we probably sewed since we were like six and then my dad was so artistic and we always had a huge box of crayons like like a cardboard box filled with the crayons and boxes filled with Legos. And those were like, those were like our learning tools for our whole family of, of being artistic. And then my folks just encouraged it in us. Cause, cause I think they just recognized that we were good at it and it got us excited. Um, 
And when we both went to school, we both wanted to go to school in something more arts related and there was no hesitation. And then we've both had really successful careers in art. So I get so miffed in, neither one of us have kids for whatever that's worth, but I get so miffed at the schools when the arts programs are the first things to get cut. And you're like, you're just denying people potential, you know, and you're denying careers, career potential from these kids because they don't have enough exposure to it. You know, well, and, and I just think of myself growing up, I knew ever since I was little that I was going to grow up and be an artist, yeah. but I was so worried because the only two jobs that I knew you could do in art was either be like a fine art painter or sculptor or an art teacher. And I didn't even like children when I was a child. <laughs> and so I couldn't imagine being an art teacher at all. And then a painter, I'd known, I'd known the little like, starving artist thing forever. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that either. Then yeah. about 12 years old, 13 years old, I discovered there was this thing called commercial art. And that's when I started to really get into it because it fit in sort of the the whole idea of design and art combined together fit in my parameters of thinking already. Yeah. And then I was just off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I haven't, other than working at House of Fabrics and, <laughs> and Big Scoop Restaurant, I've never had anything but an artistic job. Yeah. And even the fabric store, I worked at a fabric yeah, that, store. That was close. Yeah, I in high school, myself and Cindy Aylesworth, who was a year ahead of us at St. Mary's, um, she and I worked together at Jenny's Yardstick <laughs> Fabric Store, but we loved it because I was artistic, so I got to do the window displays, and I got to do all of the, like, the extra, I don't know, cool, as cool as you could be at Jenny's Yardstick Fabric Store, and then Cindy would be like, I'm with her, so whatever Kathleen's project she's working on, I'm, I'm going to help her. So, and Cindy and I and Patty are still friends. Um, yeah, we still, because she went to U of O as well. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So what, um, like being an artist in the apparel industry, how much creative freedom do you have? Well, I would say at Saks, a ton, because there's, there's just every season. So my job as a creative director is to kind of, set and guide the vision for every season, you know, direct whatever's new coming along, you know, consumer insights, what's trend, blah, 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 all that stuff, gather it and, you know, help figure out how to drive the look and feel of the brand through product. And a big part of our product is print and pattern. So like every season, we probably need to design at least 150 prints. Um, and they're everything. They're everything from cool stripes to what are called conversationals that are like, you know, humorous prints for holiday or Halloween or, you know, things like that. Um, some are tropicals. So there's a lot of freedom. Um, but with it, it's like, there's also a lot of discipline because we have to be really prolific to get all of it done. Um, and yeah, I would, and then because Saks is still a relatively young brand, especially in the States, it's a, in Canada, in Canada, every guy probably owns a pair. Um, but in the States, we're still, we're still getting to be known and it's expensive. It's $32 underwear. Um, so it's Nordstrom, REI kind of. It's worth every penny. <laughs> it's worth every penny. It is. Um, but since we're kind of growing, there's a, there's a lot of, um, we're not, we're not entrenched in anything too much yet. So there's still a lot of 
freedom to and creativity and figuring out what's next for the company, not just what's next in trend, but like what categories do we want to go after and what's going to be meaningful to our guys and, um, and that kind of stuff. And I love that part. I like the branding, marketing, growing, I don't know, the whole package of working on stuff, not just the product. I think it's super duper interesting. And then also on our team, we have Patty and two other in-house designers, but we work with print studios and freelance artists and different designers and people. So we probably have kind of a posse of probably 10 people that kind of help us out or we work with really specific artists. You know, we wanted to do a pride print. Um, so we found this great uh, typography illustrator guy in Chicago, just delightful guy. And we're like, Oh, we want to collab with you. And so we get to do that too. So it's like mixing it up all the time, which keeps stuff super fresh. And I don't know, keeps us, keeps me humble because there's so much talent out there. Um, and then also just keeps you connected to, you know, out of your kind of in insular world. Patty, how about in your work? Have you felt like you've had a decent amount of creative freedom? Well, I, because it's been so many years since I've been in like the real job world, it's, it's, it's different. There's just so many parts. When I'm freelancing, I just do all the art stuff. And then I hand that off to the company and say, here you go. Now I have to do the hard part, <laughs> you know, the technical production-y kind of stuff. Um, and there, and, and meetings and all that kind of thing is sort of like, oh my God, I forgot what that felt like, you know, but, um, but, be, but my style of art and my skill level works really well with, with textile print design. It really does. And, and so I find it, I find it easy and challenging at the same time because I, it's such, it's such an easy thing to create that when the challenges of how you put it together or color it up or, or make it work because I have to have sort of engineer brain on while my artist cap is on at the same time. So I try, I try and have the end product in mind while I'm creating the design so that I'm partly so it makes less work for me trying to figure it out after the fact. So I incorporated it as I go. Yeah. The other thing in at Saks, like Columbia was a little bit more prescriptive about, about what you could and couldn't do. Cause it's just more conservative in it's in its persona. But at, at Saks, there's just this wide variety of what we get to work on in terms of the style of art and prints that the designers, Patty's very, um, she has a variety of techniques and styles of her work. So she can work on something that's like a cartoony, cheeky little print, as well as like the watercolor florals or, or, you know, something that's really interesting for an outdoor print. Like she's just got this wide range and, um, and look for in our internal team, like the three designers that with Patty and Chris and Martha, all three of them have a pretty good, range of what they can do that they're not one notey and not have none of them have just a singular look which to me I imagine they're all so much better than me I am not a very good print designer I'm a striped designer um I'm a good boss <laughs> 
admit I'm not the best designer, but I'm a really good director. <laughs> I'm a really good director. It's funny how things but, develop. But that's, that's good. You don't have to be a good designer to be a good creative director because I've had a creative director that also wasn't a good designer either. And she's a horrible creative director. So Kathleen's got the chops for the job. And we've been joking in our family since Kathleen and I were practically born that she's the mommy and I'm the daughter. So she's always been the boss or the boss of me, you know, and she's, you've always had a very like leader organizer kind of vibe, you know, whether it's, whether it's her job or, Patty and Kathleen, the party planners. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. We've had notorious parties. We're good party planners. If any of our younger alums are listening and are curious about fashion, design, art, what advice do you have for them? Uh, I would say go for it. Don't let your parents talk you out of it. Um, I think both Patty and I went to state universities and got got. I, I got a really good education. I was able to um, take on some independent projects. So I would say whether it's in high school or when you go to college and even beyond in your career, take up any opportunity to do something extracurricular, to do an independent study, to do your own project as kind of a sideline thing. Because um, those are the, I if I look back, that's where I really built my chops was not just sticking to the curriculum, but expanding beyond it. And, and especially in areas where it kind of elaborates on what you're good at. Um, and there's a lot of work out there for designers, whether it's a graphic designer or a print. There's, an, in my opinion, a huge need for textile print designers. They're rare. Um, and there's lots of um projects out there, you know, whether it's apparel or it's, you know, interior textiles or, I mean, there's just so much. Um, and yeah. And then I would say, talk to people that have the job that you want, you track them down and you talk well, to them. Well, another thing I would recommend is I've had sort of two parallel routes where I would just make jobs up for myself. I decided I'm just going to paint murals for my job. And so I did. And I just was like, and this was like summers, uh, high school summers is when it started, but college, every time I came home for the summer, I never, I didn't get a job. I just painted murals. And so it'd be like at a school or a tennis center or what a, you know, a daycare center or whatever. And they were, some of them were good. Some of them were dorky. It didn't matter. I made my own, <laughs> picked my own prices and, kind of just did my thing. And then the other thing is take a job at a company, even if it's not your dream job, and you'll find out how many other career paths are out there in the creative field that you never knew existed. Yeah, that is true you too. Know. I think, and same thing in, in apparel design, and um, and that's kind of where my where most of my career was is in apparel design, not in all of the print and pattern and then creative directions, you know, you grow into that. But um, even in apparel, if you think you might want to be a designer, but when you get into a big company, you recognize it's like, oh my gosh, there's all of these really creative roles around getting product concepted and designed and made and, and, you know, 
um, sold. Like there's just zillions of paths that you can take and you might find that you start on one path and then you really find you have an affinity for this kind of this other path that might be more technical or might be more about um, merchandising and more business. And I just think kind of having that. Or color forecast. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just all these avenues that until you get into the building, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. you don't even know that, 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 that that's a job. Yeah. Yeah. Out there. And I think you that know, too might sound be like me learning like, Oh, commercial art. That's a thing. Then you find out commercial art has just veins going everywhere yeah. where, where you could take it, you know, and also remember that just because you understand computer software doesn't make you a good designer. <laughs> That's exactly right. Just because you can play with illustrator doesn't turn you automatically into a good designer. It just means you know how to play with software. Yeah. So the, Art classes that I took that weren't related to graphic design, I got way more out yeah. of than I did graphic design classes. Yeah. Graphic design, and partly the onset of computer-aided design was just growing. We're old. You know, it was just starting to grow when we were stepping into our career fields. So you were, you were learning all of that on the job. So you're not getting a lot of, you'll, you'll learn so much more once you're done with school. Yeah. Um, the other thing in, in college that I got a lot out of at Oregon State is Oregon State has an awesome radio station and being involved in that aspect was also super cool and introduced me to a whole different group of kids um, and, and, and just had an enormous influence on being an artist too, because it just was this different thing. And then I also worked at the newspaper and that was back when the newspaper, like you're cutting up strips. Of, oh, it was so ridiculous how they had to make a newspaper. But again, it was, it was like two different creative avenues that were kind of tracking along with this apparel design thing. Um, and it just made it more robust. Like it just made the whole experience so, so much more, I don't know, impactful, you know, Anything else you want to share with us before we go? Oh, our latest artistic endeavor where we, I, the, I designed this rainbow colored rose and uh, on the poster design of it, it says in our city of roses, love wins. And I had it on t-shirts and I had posters and I had stickers. And then this last June, Kathleen had, Juneteenth off and she's like I sh and you're supposed to volunteer or do something you know to help your community and she's like I don't know what to do and then she thought I'm gonna just print out a whole bunch of your posters just cheapy color copy paper and we're just gonna plaster them all over telephone poles around town so we I don't know what we did 150 or something we just went up 60th and down 50th and all around Hawthorne in there <clears throat> and people kept seeing them and they were all excited. And then early this summer, probably mid July, Kathleen's like, you know what? Let's make yard signs and raise some money for people. So we've got yard signs made. I print, we've printed out a zillion really nice like art print posters. And uh, over the course of a couple of months, we, I don't know how many we've sold, but we raised $5,000 and then Kathleen's, husband works for Nike and Nike uh, matched us dollar for dollar. So we raised 10 grand and we're able to, yeah, and we're able to give 2,500 
to Impact Northwest, CHAP, he, Children's Healing Art Project, Basic Rights Oregon, and the Urban League. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we just kind of looked at like multifaceted, like what are some big issues in Portland right now? You know, homelessness, Black Lives Matter, gay rights, and sick kids. I'm like, those are pretty good things to stand up for. Let's spread the wealth. Let's spread some love. And and the posters are so lovely. Um, the message is lovely, but they're beautiful. They're, it's just this big oversized rose. And we've sold most to women, like 90% to women. And lots. Although the t-shirts that my male friends yeah. who have bought t-shirts, they wear them all the time because they get so much attention <laughs> when they wear them, you know, yeah. it's um, pretty fun. Yeah. But I think it, it, it's also, it's, it's, it's a really beautiful message and sign to put in your yard. It's not, it's not polarizing. Like who can argue with love wins? Like who can argue with the road? Like, and I think it's just made, it just makes people feel really good and makes them think too. Thank you both so much for joining us. If you're interested in one of Patty and Kathleen's yard signs, Patty's email is in the episode description. As always, Valiantly Spoken is sponsored by the Alumni Advisory Committee. We'll see you next time.